Hello, you're listening to the Anime Amateur Podcast. I'm your host, Dan. And I'm your other host, Adam. And this is the podcast where Dan and I review and score anime. That's right, we're going to watch anime. Some of it will be great, some not so great. And we'll give you our thoughts and opinions that only a real anime amateur could give you. Let's get this show on the road. Do you know a term that I keep seeing lately? Uh, I fucking hate champ. Pog is one, but that's not one I hate All because right. that seems to be something that everybody says. Not just this term I'm thinking of is specific to anime fans, and I see it on Twitter all the time, and I hate it. Oh, what is it? Mid. Mid. Yeah. Have you not right. seen this before? No, I haven't. Right. So, I think this just goes to show that we're anime boomers. <laughs> That yeah. all the kids these days, when they're describing an anime that is of substandard quality, or they believe is substandard quality, an anime that isn't that good, they say, this is mid. And everyone keeps saying it. And Well, I say everyone. It's specifically only anime fans who seem to be saying it about anime. I have never seen any streamer call something mid. I've never seen any other form of entertainment online call something else mid. It's just anime. It's just weebs. It's just weebs calling things mid, and I hate it. It's annoying me. It's frustrating. I don't like it. I think because you're an adult now. It's because I'm a boomer. No, but like, I I stream is saying PogChamp. It's funny, because Pog means play of the game. I get it. Makes sense. Do you know what mid actually means? No. Before weebs... um, What's the word? Before Wibbs culturally misappropriated it. <laughs> yeah. I, I urban dictionary. It basically means a substandard bag of weed. So Wibbs are taking drug culture terms away from the from the stories. I wonder if someone thought we're, we're getting called Wibbs, but they read it. No, they read weed, but saw Weeb and thought, oh, this is a word for us. That is the most unlikely origin story, yet I believe it. Yeah, but yeah, it's believable because yeah. people are fucking dumb. I bet all these using mid, mid, all like dubs as well. Yeah. Bet in- they do. Interesting theory. This is all staying in the podcast, by the way. Speaking oh, yeah, of which, keep it. Hello, listeners. Hey. Today we are reviewing Sword Art Online Season 1. And shitty uh, anime culture. <laughs> we Definitely with Sword Art Online Season 1 because I know um, that... There's going to be a fan base, the Sword Art Online fan base. If they ever get a hold of this podcast episode and knowing what you are like, we're going to be ripped to shreds. Our podcast will be labelled Mid Adam. This <laughs> podcast will that. be mid because of <laughs> what we're about to say about Sword Art Online. Yeah. So, spoiler warnings before we, before we actually begin the review portion of the podcast. Myself and Adam aren't huge fans of this anime. Nope. And I, you, you more so than I. I think I'm going to be mainly devil's advocate all the way throughout this episode. But I, I decided to. I mentioned in the last episode. I picked this episode. I picked the season to watch this time round, because I know how much you hate it, and I wanted to fuck with you. Yeah. However, I re, I failed to take into account that I'm not a huge fan of this anime either. You and I had yourself. to. Yeah, I fucked myself. I had to watch it as well, and it was not an enjoyable experience for me. Nope. You played yourself, fool. Yeah, which is a shame, though, because I, I think this is the third time I've watched the anime all the way through. 
And the first time, I've told you this before, the first time, I fucking loved Sword Art Online when I was younger, when it first came out. When it first you were a naive out, child. It's because I was full of hope. And I think another <laughs> thing was I hadn't watched as much anime as I have now, so I was willing to take in... Um, I was willing to accept things that now yeah. whenever I see them in the many, many anime I watch, I realise that they're, vault, they're faults and that they're, um, they're mid. Uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Everything's pretty mid. Yeah. yeah. So it, it's it's really upsetting because for it lacks, uh, I used to like it. Second time yeah. I started seeing the flaws and then this time I just wanted to blow my brains out. Um. But what about you? Because I've I've spoken to you about this before, and you've always hated Sword Art Online, even since you first watched it. Yeah, I have. I um, right. So this is a terrible anime. I hated it when I first saw it. What what year was it you first saw it? And what was what made you watch it? What what year was it? Twenty. Wait, what, what year so, was it? So the anime in Japan aired in 2012. Um, it would have started coming over with the English dub around about mid-2013. So that's probably when we yeah. first became aware of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was 2013, 2014, because I was living in my flat. Right. And, and back, nothing back at else. university. Back at uni, yeah. Oh, God, now I even sound way more old now. How old are you, actually? You're older than me, aren't you? I'm 28. Yeah, I'm 27, yeah. I thought you were. Yeah, 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 fucking do. Um, You're looking as well. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I just had to get that in there. Anyway, go on. Yeah, well, yeah, because I was stuck in my flat and I had no internet. And I was like borrowing off next doors. And it didn't, it wasn't the best. So I had to download. Hey, uh, that's student life. That's student life. Yeah, that's student what you do. life. So I had to download it. Uh, Anything like to watch it, and like obviously, I went through anime and went, Oh, I haven't watched anime in years. Oh, so don't like that's new. I'll right, stuff it right, I'll get back into it watching something new. So, I downloaded, I think I downloaded the first half of the series and watched it, and I was just stuck with that. and I hated myself. I was like, oh, I don't want to watch it, but I've got nothing to do in my flat, so I had to watch this garbage, and that made me hate it even more because I had nothing, else, nothing to run away to. Ah, I see, I see. Yeah. Now, like I say, it's it's really surprising because when I when I first watched it, I was really into it. I was really into it so much so that um I recommended it to um one of my other friends. I invited them around to watch it, and it was only when we both sat down and started watching it together, and that he wasn't that into it. He was older than me as well, and that he wasn't that into it, and he started pointing out um problems with it. That was like, oh yeah, oh yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah. See, see, I'm seeing the running theme here. You were. You would you discuss this with someone uh, with an old person to get their perspective on it? Well, he, is this he, this what you're going for? Like you got that one old person telling you it's shit, and now you got this old person telling you. It's well, shit. he he was only he only had a two year difference on me. Yeah, I think oh, he, right. I think just, he's just only twenty nine. Yeah. But and at the time, I, I think I was I would have been twenty twelve. I would have been twenty one. He would have been about twenty three, twenty four. So I don't know. I don't know why I used to like it so much because I really, I fucking loved it. And I don't know whether it's because I got absorbed into the hype or whether, like I say, I just wasn't that used to anime when I first started watching it. But I really liked it. And now I just can't fucking stand it, which is a shame because there is a lot of potential there. There is a lot of good, it's a good, strong premise overall. If you just look at the premise alone, yeah. you just, if you just read the synopsis the and the IMDb, whatever, 
It's a good idea, but yeah, we run about this at work. Like the idea is pretty solid. Peeling, peeling back the curtain. Me and Adam work together. Yeah. Don't give any more details on that, though, Adam. I will. No, you don't. <laughs> I don't. don't. <laughs> They're already going to hunt us down for saying how shit this is. No, like we we talked about it before. That uh, other anime have done the same premise, but well, a lot better for me. Well, in my I, eyes, I think I think this was. I might be wrong. Mm. This might be one of the first that's done this. At the very least, it's the one that's been the most popular. The only thing I can think of that I know predates Sword Art Online in terms of um, a video game is a cat. Is a series called, um, I think it's called Forward Slash Hack or something. Which yeah, I don't, I've, I've I've not watched it. Yeah, neither have I. I don't think it's that well received. But no. I'm under the impression that Sword Art Online is definitely. It's it basically um, kickstarted the genre of Isekai's, in my opinion, from what I understand there. Yeah, I was going to say that. Didn't that make give it e- the the Isekai genre a big boom? Yeah, definitely. definitely. Yeah, in 2012. Like, it just brought it. I think there were some, obviously, that forward slash hack, or dot hack, or whatever it's called. Yeah, yeah. Um, But there wasn't that many until Sword Art Online. I, yeah, cause, yeah, I think that's what drew me to it as well, apart from, like whatever was easiest to download mm. was like, oh, this is new thing. It's bringing it new genre or whatever. It's like it was like the new hotness got out or something. I'm like, all right then. Well, the thing is for Sword Online, everybody likes to shit on Sword Online. You either love it or you hate it. Those, oh, who, yeah. those who love it will defend it rapidly and those who hate it will shit on it. But even so, it's still, I'm looking at it now. I'm on my anime list. I'm looking at the most popular anime. Um, spoiler warning, Sword Art Online is in the top 10. What what place do you think it is? Seven. Third. It's above Full wow. Metal Alchemist Brotherhood. It's above One Punch Man. And it's only a couple hundred thousand behind Attack on Titan and Death Note. Flipping it. It's above Naruto, for fuck's sake. Yeah, right. Okay, I'm not the biggest Naruto fan. But... No, but you can't deny the. Yeah, um, but no, no, that's it. Like... Naruto. It's it's the narrator's no, it's not bad. It's not a bad anime, but how can he be? Wow, it's it's that's one, insane. According to my anime list, it's one of the most popular anime out there. Yeah, and but then again, I'm looking at the scores here in the top ten. It's also the lowest scored anime out of the top ten. It's got a mal rating of seven point two eight. That's season oh, one. Fucking hell! So it's just amazing how something so mid. Has become so popular. <laughs> I'm gonna hate myself. I'm gonna keep saying mid. Yeah. Anyway, shall we? Um, now that we've now that we've just given our um, general beginning thoughts, would you like to hear a bit about the production info? Yeah, why not? So, as you may already be aware, Adam, uh, the series is adapted from the light novel series of the same title, which was written by Reki Kawahara and illustrated by ABEC. I don't know if that's supposed to be ABEC or A-B-E-C or if that's some kind of pseudonym that I just don't understand. It was produced by A1 Pictures. A1 Pictures have done quite a lot of decent work. And it was directed by Tomihiko Ito. And it is divided into the Aincrad and Fairy Dance arcs, which are respectively adapted from Volumes 1, 2 and 1 Story of 8 and 3 and 4 from the original material in the light novels. The anime aired from July 8th, 2012 to December 23rd, 2012. I'll move on to the summary, the mal summary. Mm -hmm. In the year 2022. So only two years away this, Adam. 
This happens in two years' time. Oh, flipping heck. In the year 2022, virtual reality has progressed by leaps and bounds, and a massive online role-playing game called Soyuz Online, SAO, is launched. With the aid of Nerve Gear technology, players can control their avatars within the game using nothing but their own thoughts. Kazuto Kirigaya, nicknamed Kirito, <coughs> is among the lucky few enthusiasts who get their hands on the first shipment of the game. He logs in to find himself with 10,000 others in the scenic and elaborate world of Aincrad. One full of fantastic medieval weapons and gruesome monsters. However, in a cruel turn of events, the players soon realise they cannot log out. The game's creators trap them in this new world until they complete all 100 levels of the game, sort of. In order to escape Aincrad, Kirito will now have to interact and cooperate with his fellow players. Some are allies, while others are foes, like Asuna Yuki, who commands the leading group attempting to escape from this ruthless game. To make matters worse, Swords Online is not all fun and games. If they die in the virtual world, they die in real life. Kirito must adapt to his new reality and fight for his survival, and hopefully break free from his virtual hell. And that's the mouth summary. How does that make you feel? Well, you made it sound a lot more uh, epic. Did you like my announcer voice? I did, I loved your announcer voice. But i got one thing to say. You know how it's uh, only two years away we're getting this, like, Sword Art Online as this amazing well, all, VR all, tech. only one year away, because we're well, so... We're, at the time of this release, it'll be 2021. Yeah. So it just reminds me of those memes where, you know, it's Back to the Future. It's in year 2000, flying cars. Year 2000, reality. Everyone's on hover, those shitty hoverboards. I, yeah. I can imagine this being a thing on Twitter. People yeah, so it's like about this anime a lot more. They're VR there, and we just got the shitty Oculus some kid walking into a wall. Well, it, it will be the 10-year anniversary as well of the release of the anime, so I imagine there'll be some kind of big event that will happen on 2022 for Sword Online, whether it's some kind oh, of convention man. or whether it's some kind of, I don't know, maybe an OVA, maybe a game, who knows. I won't be surprised I'm, if there's a 10-year oh, event. God, the games are just as bad as the anime. Never played the games. I've got more sense than that. I have. I've played the games. Which one have you played? I played Sword Art Online Hollow Fragment. Okay. That was terrible. I had no idea what the controls did. Yeah. Um, and I played the demo of the Gungale one. I can't remember what it's called. And that's terrible. Like, you make your own character in that one. I thought, all oh, right, okay, that's interesting. It's your own thing in that world. But then Kirito turns up like 10 minutes in. You're like, oh, right, okay. Yeah, I've heard about that. And then you basically just play as Kirito, don't you? So yeah, it just makes... Making the whole the character is, pointless. He's, he's a proper dickhead. Like, because you do this competition or this level and you win, like, an AI partner. You're like, all oh, right, cool. You do it. And Kirito comes up and tries to kill you. And he's like, ah, oh, shit, I lost. And you're like, oh, okay, you've got the AI now. I went, yeah, I do. And he goes, oh, can we meet my friends? I went, no, I don't want to, but all right. Oh. And he goes, well, I was going to kill you because, like, we didn't want the AI thing going to someone really bad. But, you know, you seem okay. It's like... Who are you to judge, man? Fuck you. You're about to stab me in the back when Fuck. I was about to win. You're, you're, the, you're the bastard in this situation, not me. Fuck Kirito, literally the worst character in all of existence. It's, it's, oh, man, it annoyed me. I put down the bloody demo. I said, oh, 
fucking wasted an hour downloading that shite. Don't know what I was expecting, but... So, the story arcs for Sword Online can basically be split into two separate arcs. You've got the Ancred arc, which is the main arc everybody knows about, and then you've got the second half, which is the Fairy Dance slash Elfheim arc, which wasn't as popular as the first part, in my opinion. No, not really. It wasn't. I, I think... In, I, in, I think in, that's... Sorry, go on. No, go on. Uh, I'm going to say, I think it's because of the length of the first arc didn't really help it. Well, it's it's not just that. If you look at the um, like the marketing for Soil Online and what actually hooked people in, what hooked people in was the whole premise of if you die in the game, you die in real life. Those elements are gone in Fairy Dance Elfheim arc because it's no longer a death game. It is just they actually are just playing a normal VR MMO. So yeah. there's those stakes have just immediately been taken out of it. Let, let's let's just like have a brief run through what what actually happens in the anime. Alright. So, sign up for the Ironcrad arc. You'll notice that um, in each Soul Online arc, and this kind of carries on for Season 2, um, Alicization and other things, there's always going to be a main heroine, yeah, isn't there? obviously. So, yeah. Ironcrad arc, you've got Asuna. It's basically, I like to call it the Asuna arc. Whereas in the Fairy Dance Elfheim arc, it's the Suga arc. Uh, yeah, I would have thought it was still Asuna because it's about her. It's about rescuing her, however, she's yeah. it's Suga Double who's the focal. partner. Yeah, yeah, okay. And it's yeah. also it's I'd argue it's more about focusing on Kirito and Suga's relationship. Which we'll get we'll get into that uh, later. Yeah. Alright, yeah, yeah, yeah. So in the Ancred arc, we meet Kirito. He's um a big nerd. He likes games, he likes MMOs, what what's you know, pretty standard mm-hmm. pretty standard kid. Nothing too special about him. He's uh, what the kids refer to as a neat. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I know, you know, yeah. Um, yeah I know the lingo. Yeah. You paused then, you were going to laugh. No, I wasn't going to laugh. I was, just, I was yeah. thinking about correcting you, but mm. decided not to. What uh, do you mean correct me? Uh, that, I know, that I don't know the lingo. Well, no, you know the lingo, but I don't think Kirito's technically a neat. Anyway, it doesn't matter. It's not that important. Mm. It's not that important. Right. So... And then, obviously, as I've already discussed, he learns that in this world, if you die in this game, you die in real life, yada, yada, yada. And we see how Kirito progresses and how he handles life um, being trapped in this death game. So, the entire Ironcrad arc, which I believe is about 13, 14 episodes long, that's all condensed within a two-year time frame. So, within 14 episodes, two years go by of them being trapped in this death game. So, obviously, if you're trying to show a two-year time frame, a lot of the stories and a lot of the events are quite episodic. Mm-hmm. There yeah. isn't really a continuous plot throughout. There's similar themes and the similar questions, but you don't really see... There isn't really a story. There isn't really one connecting story, is there? No, there isn't, um, like, an overarching uh, narrative, really. It's- it is well. The only over uh, overarching narrative is that they're all stuck in the game. Yeah, that's about it. Each, and like you said, each each episode is episodic. It's just focusing on random people. Kirito shows off to. Yeah, that that's a good way of phrasing it. Shows off to. <laughs> yeah. So the first couple of episodes, I like to call this the building the harem. This is the oh, building yeah. the harem for- portion of the Ancred arc. So we meet Asuna. Asuna, who will be the main girl for now and forever throughout Sword Art Online. And then we meet other 
potential waifus, but not really, because they want to stick around for an episode and then just kind of cameo later. We have an episode with Silica, who is this um, monster tamer character whose monster is killed, and then Kirito has to white knight her. Then we've got an episode with someone called Elizabeth, who is a blacksmith who Kirito wants to um, wants her to create him a powerful weapon, but she nearly gets killed by a dragon, so Kirito has to white knight her. And then we've also got um, episode three, which is probably my favorite episode in the entire series. We meet Sachi and the White Cats Guild. Is it the White Cats? I'm going to say it's the White Cat Guild. Yeah. Where Kirito tries to white knight Sachi, kind of fails. It's kind of sad, kind of sweet, but then it's ruined later on anyway. And mm. this is basically how the anime goes. It's 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 problems coming up. Like there's a murder mystery. There's um, uh, people attacking a defenseless woman. There's evil villains licking their lips. And oh God, do the villains lick their lips so much. Every single villain, every single villain in this show, even if they're a main villain or minor villain, with the exception of um, the game creator, Kayako, what's his name? Kayako Akihiba. Yeah. Let let me me double check that. Yeah, Kayaba Akihiko, with the exception of Kayaba Akihiko, who I will argue at the end isn't a villain anymore. Every single villain licks their goddamn lips or licks people's necks or do something weird and creepy because that's the only way this anime knows how to present a bad guy by them licking. So if you're a licker, you're a bad person. If you lick your lips, if you go around licking people, well, that's... That's that's normal anyway. If you go around licking people, you're a bad person. I'm not denying that. But if you lick your lips, you are naturally evil. You have something inside you that makes you evil. Yeah, I, th- I think the studio was actually a hentai studio that did this. They, they, they must have hentai artists to animate. Do they want to like, I mean, I don't think I don't that's know, right, man. but I'm, I am going to fact check that because I, I will. I will. I will be. I would um, find it very amusing if A1 Pictures ever did hentai. They've done fairy tale, darling in the Franks, which is uh, pretty much hentai. Yeah. <laughs> Seven Deadly Sins, pretty much hentai. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> anyway, we're losing track. We're getting off track. Uh, what was I saying? Yeah, so every goddamn villain likes to lick their lips, and it pisses me off. Anyway, we then go from the building the harem um, part of the Iron Cred arc to the slice of life um, marrying Asuna arc. Asuna oh. becoming my wife arc. Why are you groaning? What's that going for? That, that, right, okay. At least, like, most of the anime, it had a pace to it. And then when it gets hit this bit, it just hits and then just stops. Like, all the pacing just, just dies, and it's like, oh, no, this what? is taking forever. What? No! Oh. This is the only I, thing that is I, decently paced. Everything I, else is I, fucking I, manic. Yeah, at least it's doing summer, and I'm watching flashy colours. I'm like, well, I'm slightly entertained. I might have a seizure, but this at least is, I'll be entertained. This is the only part then, of the anime with an actual fucking story. I know, and it's just boring. It's oh, not boring. Oh. You couldn't even tell a real story when you got the the chance to do it. Right, so what? Right, so oh. why don't you explain to me? Because me and you obviously differ very greatly on this, and this is going to be where I'd be devil's advocate. Why don't you describe the Kirito Asuna relationship slash arc and what they do? Oh right, so basically they've they, they, well they, they, they've ran in the, the uh. come on spit your words out, motherfucker. <laughs> I'm not I'm not editing that out. 
<laughs> yeah. <laughs> right, basically, within like the time of the, the game, they've had lots of run-ins with each other. Quite negative. Uh, it's quite Sundary. Quite negative, yeah. And it comes to a point where... Because she tr- keeps trying to recruit him into her guild. Mm. And he's like, nah, I'm, st- I'm too cool. I've got a black jacket. I, didn't, I don't need no guild. And then he's like, fine. Can, can I, I join ju- the guild after I lose a fight. Can I just interrupt that? Yeah. So it kind of implies that because of what happens in episode three, which is when um, a guild that Kirito did join got entirely wiped, so they all died. I think the reason he doesn't join guilds after that and he does explore this is because Kirito doesn't want to get close and lose lose someone again. Yeah, but he didn't want to join a guild in the first place because he didn't want people to find out his level and then call him an asshole because he's too high level or he's decent at the game. Yeah, but that also leads to the fact that he made himself into... He marched himself, didn't he, as a, a beater to try and... it's <laughs> Kirito's Jesus, basically. Kirito yeah. tries to be Jesus. He he wants to he wants to suffer for all our sins, and he knows it. <laughs> he he just owns that. That's just what he wants to do. Yeah. But to, but to be fair about the whole not wanting to find a guild, there is a kind of theme going on there, and I just wanted to make that I mentioned that it's not just Kirito being well, it is just Kirito being edgy, but there is a reason behind it. I just wanted to point that out. Yeah. So after Kirito being edgy, and then he loses a fight. He's like, fine, I'll join your guild. So he does, and then, uh, funnily enough, gets his arm chopped off. Yeah, pretty cool. And then almost murdered. Yeah, pretty and cool. By, by a guy who licks his lips all the fucking by time. Guy his lips. <laughs> yeah. Um, then him and what's her face decide to go, oh, let's, let's leave. It's, what's his it's face? Too, Asana. too hard. Asana. It's horrible, Look, this war. Please try and remember the main heritage. War, name, war never changes. So, so they leave and go back to the first level for a quiet life. And they bang, they, they save bang a lot. Orphans at one point or something. They summer. do save orphans. They get a daughter. And then they find a, a fake child and then Who's decide to adopt it. She's adorable. And and have a family. And it's just boring. It's like, oh, I didn't like him when he was like, I'm amazing at fighting. And now he's like, Oh, I'm amazing at being. A no, dad. No, no, oh. no, 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 <laughs> and how they're all playful, like how 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 he's lifting Asna up on his shoulders, and they go out fishing, and they 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 adopt a little strange mental health counselor pixie program thing, and this is this slice of life episodes are the best what? episodes it's, in the it's, series. It's fucking, it's oh, it's just, right that bit where they adopt the kids pretty creepy. Why is it creepy? Well, no, no, yeah, no they're, like, they're only teenagers and they're starting to think, let's have a family. It's like, wait, what? D- what? Oh, no, shut up. Just, it just came off as a bit creepy, to be honest. I've, it's trying to emphasise how much Asna and Kirito are madly in love with one another. And I, I, you can say what you want about the two. These two fuckers do love each other. Quite intensely, actually. At one point, Asna says, if Kirito ever dies, she will kill herself. That's how serious their love is. That's just dumb. 
It's not dumb. That's just dumb. dumb. I know it's I'm a jaded old man. It's toxic, but that's but not, just fucking dumb. It's not dumb. It's toxic. That's dumb. It's not. Right, it's, that's not even a healthy relationship. No, it's not. But at the and same they get time, rid of the therapist because the adopter, so the therapist doesn't like try and change. Them. No, it's not right. It's not. That's unhealthy. They bring their own. Let me speak, Adam. The delusion. Holy Adam, shit. shut up. It's not healthy. I agree. It's toxic. Yeah. However, they are fifteen and sixteen, and if you remember being fifteen and sixteen, there was probably a lot of people oh. like that. I just fucking realised they think they're Romeo and Juliet. Oh no! You can't see. It you whole, can't see me. I'm, just, I'm a, shaking my head at you. It's a whole Romeo and Juliet syndrome. Shaking my head at you. Oh, for fuck's sake! Just, I hate it even more now. Shaking my head at you. You've never felt love before, oh. Adam. You've never felt love. I've never felt delusional love like that. Shit, no. Moving on. So yeah, let's. let's. So basically, these last five episodes they um, emphasise the fact of how much Asta and Kirito love one another. Whether it's delusional or not, we're not arguing about that again. Um, and then we get to basically the finale, where they get to floor seventy, whatever seventy-seven. Let's say they fight a boss. Um, oh, because the only way they can advance floor levels is to by defeating the boss. And at this point, they've had some pretty close shaves. But not really, because Kirito is amazing and can always come out on top. So it doesn't. It, it never really matters. All the fighting, you know that Kirito is going to come out on top. There's never really any mm. stakes, because he's Kirito. He's Kirito. And another problem, there's no risk. And there's no excitement in a scene. The, it's just right. flashy colours. There's no risk for Kirito, but there is risk for everyone else around Kirito. However, the problem is, it never... Um, plays up that fact except for that one episode in episode 3 where Sachi um, is killed which I thought was re- done really well and I think that's probably why I like the anime as much as I did because I really like that episode um, but it's it's like if you look at the other overpowered protagonists like One Punch Man um, Reincarnated as a Slime uh, what other overpowered animes are there? Uh, that Demon King De- in high school one. De- yeah, Demon Academy. And That's it. Most good anime that have OP protagonists. Yeah. You don't, but it- you don't follow... Ju- oh, Overlord. Overlord's a good example. Yeah. You don't just rely on the OP protagonists because that's boring because the OP protagonists will always overcome things. It's also about the surrounding cast. And the problem with um, the Ancrad arc and, well, Sora Mine in general, up until Alizization, which I'd make an argument for, um, all the supporting characters don't get their own independence. They don't get their own chance to shine because we only really follow Kirito and we only really follow Kirito's trials and tribulations when they're not really trials and tribulations because Kirito's a fucking garish too. Yeah. You get what I'm saying? Yeah, so like, I get So yeah. like in One Punch Man, Saitama, we know Saitama can punch someone to oblivion. And yeah. That could e- because he trained for it. Right, that's not my point. But that could easily end up being boring, couldn't it? Just sad time coming in. But the reason it's not boring is A, because it's done for comedy, and B, because we're also following characters like Janos, like Moomin Rider, like uh, Fubuki. We're following those other characters. It's not just focused on Saitama. And when Saitama does come to the forefront, it's used very sparingly, so that when he actually does it, it's like... It's like you, you, you're masturbating for the first time in a month and just everything just blurts out. You just spaff everywhere. That's how amazing it feels because it's been built up and it's been done sparingly. 
Hello? Yeah. Hello? No, I just got a weird ass fucking vision in my head then. But you understand but you understand the analogy. I, I, right, okay, I understand what you think's right. But no no, okay, right. Stop being a dick. I do get what you mean. But I think the problem like with some of the examples you said, they they have decent enough explanations why the character's overpowered. And you see that in some respect. But Curioso, it just feels like he just always is because, oh, I played this game like a year ago when it was in beta. But now I now, now I might just super great at it because I got to a bit of it. Yeah, that, I mean, like, that's a fair argument. Like Overlord, yeah, it's the same premise. Some guy stuck in a, a VR thing. Well, yeah, got isekai into it. And like, he's really powerful, but he's like, he talks like, yeah, but me, me and my mates got to this point, like... We played the game endlessly, and we, we to the point where everyone was after us, and it was like really great. Cause we worked hard at it, and even when you see him, like he's when he starts to become uh, a fighter, he's like he's not great. And even in the the fight against Shaltier, he was it wasn't great at it. He was using all these other items because he was only good at one thing, at like magic. So he had to use a, other. Uh, classes he had to use items it's like oh that's great like even though i know he's powerful he can destroy loads of stuff when it comes to other things he needs to do he needs to adapt for it so it's like ah that's still exciting and uh, reincarnated as slime yeah right okay he is overpowered but it explains it's like well he can just absorb stuff and use it it's like all right bit cheesy but it explains why he can do stuff just just so we're not getting bogged down so your point basically yeah. is it's that we don't see Kirito grow. That's your issue. Yeah, there's no growth. Yeah, that thanks. Yeah, there's no growth. You'd, we don't see any growth to make us like empathize with the character. Like you're supposed to empathize over his losses, like over his mates and that. It's like yeah, okay, but he, what he gets stronger because friendship and and love, right? That's 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 no. Yeah, that's a fair point, and I think that's another weakness of when they're trying to condense. Um, and it's probably a weakness of the writing of the light novel. They're trying to condense a two-year time frame into 14 episodes or two volumes. So, yeah, it, yeah I agree with that. That is another aspect of why Kirito's not as interesting because he just suddenly turns from um, being a regular player with everyone else and then by episode three, he's above average and then by episode five, he's insanely strong where people are slicing at him and they can't do enough damage yeah. to him. Yeah, he's just instantly regenerating. Yeah, regenerating. Yeah. Which like, is oh. it's a cool scene to be fair. I do want to praise that. Right. I, yeah, I get it. It's kind of funny, but it's overplayed though because it, it's constant yeah. throughout these episodes. Anyway, so uh, we get the Asuna Kirito relationship. We realize Kirito's amazing. Everyone realizes Kirito amazing. All hail Kirito, Jesus Christ, superstar. And they come to this floor. They find this big boss, and everyone's quite tuckered out everyone's feeling low morale and then kirito miraculously realizes that the leader of one of the guilds is actually dun 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 kayakba akihiko in disguise and thus if kirito is able to defeat him now 30 levels early then he will be able to free everyone from the game and it's just very it's a very unsatisfying end to the anchorite arc it's like the author um, couldn't think of anything exactly else. didn't know how to prolong the story to get to level 100 yeah. it's like he got bored of the Ankara Dark it's like um, it's just it's just 
poorly written. It's and it's cheap. It's just a cheap ending. Yeah. They never give any indication what floor they're on. Well, until that bit, they say, oh, the boss on the floor, whatever. Yeah, because... I've... You, they could have said any kind of number and you would have had to believe it because we had no well, reference yeah, they, of what, well, floor, like, what that, each floor was. That's a fair point. They could have easily just said, oh, they've yeah. climbed. Because so, we, we don't go through every single level. I think if we look at no. things, we only probably see about six different levels throughout the thing. And they're up to level 70-odd at this point. So they could have said it was level 100. But that's yeah, I think I think that's another problem as well. It's not because it's got a structure where you'd expect it to be. The premise seems to tell you that it's structured where you climb level one, you go to level two, yeah, and that's where you see the growth, that's where you see the progress, that's where you see the stories, and you see the action. Um, and if they did it that way, it probably would have been a really good show. Would have been a long fucking show, but it would have been a really good mm. show. It would have been something similar to like Tower of God. Would have been similar to Tower of God. This is basically the Tower of God. Oh, I was going to say then. It's just it's kind of like um, Dan Machi. Yeah, yeah, um, oh. I know what you mean. Uh, uh, how to how pick, to pick up, up girls uh, in dungeons? Yeah, is it wrong that to talks pick up about the levels in the dungeon? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is that, yeah. Uh, and that explains which level it is, and each level looks different. It's like right, okay, I've got a, I've got a reference of like what bit they're on. But because we're taking these big time leaps, we're not able to, uh, um, we're not able to feel involved in the story. Because we're suddenly at point A and then we've went to point D instead of going A, B, C, D. We're not able to empathize with the characters because, like you said, they're just suddenly growing off screen mm. without us realizing. We're, we're not able to root for anyone because this whole cast of characters, suddenly there's one character we're focusing on and then that character's then disappeared into the ether unless your name's Kirito or Asuna. So it's. Yeah. They don't. None of them have personalities. They're just archetypes of Lolly, uh, Sundere, uh, and all that kind of yeah. stuff. It's that's all they are. I I I forgot their names until you meant started talking about Silica, Lisbeth, Satya. Yeah, I see. I even forgot it then. All right. Anyway, um, Asuna dies. Except she doesn't die. But Asuna dies. Kirito, because of the power of love, also dies. By the same time, is able to defeat. Um, the main villain. I will say, big fucking plot hole. Yep. Right. So, in, earlier in the three episodes ago, probably, mm. he beat Santa Claus up. Yeah, episode three. Um, yeah. Episode three. And the prize is, you get to revive somebody. Yeah. Doesn't come into effect, really, does it? No, it doesn't. And I know, right, I know it should have done. Say, oh, he gives it his mate, and it's like, yeah, but his mate would have fucking saved it. Hmm. Why didn't his mate use it on uh, Asana? Exactly, they could have, or even, what? or even Kirito, just to or explain Kirito. how Kirito survived that. Because Kirito should have died, Asana should have died. They both don't die. No, it's 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 the most asinine thing. I went, what are you kidding me? What about that? What a fucking plot hole! Oh, feck off! It's an easy thing to use. It's an easy item that they could have used, and you would have yeah. seen that. I'm like, oh yeah, that happened That's in episode three exactly. Oh, yeah, and it would have been better. So, like, Kirito's, like, like because he was fucking depressed because you can only use this revive thing 10 seconds after someone's died. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. So it's like, oh, he couldn't use it to save all those people who died. But damn, he can use it now. Holy crap, he's, it's finally paid off. Like, this small thing, you would have thought, oh, right, he's going to have to drop it. And they don't do We won't it. see that again. And we don't. That, that annoyed me. Fucking hell. So, because Kirito is the hero who dies for our sins, literally died for all our sins, um, he 
frees everyone from Ancrad. And we kind of get um, an understanding of what um, Akihiko uh, Kaiba's motivations were about why he trapped everyone in the game. I'm just joking. No, we don't. Because <laughs> when they have this like little heart-heart at the end when they're both floating in their death thing. Where it's Jesus talking to God. It's yeah. Jesus talking. Yes, yes. <laughs> Kirito's Jesus. Kaiba <laughs> is God. And Jesus is asking Kaiba, why did you create this world? Why did you trap us all oh, this world? No. What was the yeah. answer, Adam? I just wanted to. Was that it? Oh, fuck, I, cl- I clocked out at this point. He, co- he couldn't remember anymore. He couldn't remember. He couldn't that, remember that, why. That's even worse than just saying I wanted to. Fucking he hell. couldn't remember why he created all of this. To be fair, in, in episode one, and I'm, I may know this, Kaiba did say when he was announcing the rules that he was the god and he wanted to be a god. So let's just let's just assume that was why he did all of this. But I don't. They couldn't. But if you completely forgot that he said that in episode one, and then you get to this episode, and his answer was. You are, I don't really remember anymore. You'd be fucking punching your TV. Oh, for fuck. Oh, it's so shit. <laughs> it's so shit. So the Iron Crowd arc ends with as many <laughs> loose ends as a fucking kindergarten shoe. Uh, oh, okay. And then we move on to the real world, where Kirito is back in the real world. I do like this, though, where it shows how his body's deteriorated because of how yeah. long... I think that's pretty cool. It's a nice design effect because he looks fairly shit. His hair's long, his fingernails are long. So they're back in the real world. Everyone who survived the death game, they're all happy and they're all friends. Except, oh, wait a minute, Asuna is still in a coma. Even though Asuna technically should have died and so should have Kirito, but that, ignore that bit. Asuna is in a coma, so she's still alive. Yay! But why is she still in a coma? Well, it turns out that... Um, as people were being freed from the game, a handful of people's consciousness were snatched out of the ether and separated away into somewhere else. And this is the beginning of the Fairy Dance slash Elfheim arc. Yay! <laughs> what time are we on? How do I have to speedrun this? What time are we on? Uh, forty-seven minutes. Yes, I have to speedrun this arc. Fucking hell! Speed I didn't realize we were it's talking so for fast. So long. We can t- you can speed it. Yeah. Okay. So basically, yeah. So um, pop uh, bullet points. Kirito's got to go save uh, Asuna, who, for some reason, is in a separate MMO, which is called Elfheim Online. Um, Kirito has to uh, climb the world tree, and by doing that, he'll be able to gain Asuna's conscience back. Asuna has been kidnapped by this um, creepy guy who also licks his lips and licks people's necks, and um, he wants to marry Asuna while she's in a coma. For some reason, her dad's okay with that. Bit weird, bit illegal, but whatever. Um, Kirito climbs up and he meets he meets a friend he meets a friend online who's called Leifer she's a fairy myself um, and he, she basically teaches Kirito all about this new game yeah, Kirito still has all his stats from Ironcrad so basically Kirito is still OP still able to do stupid shit like take down a single fucking raid squad on his own by transforming himself into a random monster which is supposed to be illusion kind of bullshit um, anyway, he, he plays around with this leaf. Uh, there's kind of some themes of racism, kind of, because there's different races. And you don't trust other races, because that's a lesson MMO should teach kids. So yeah, it turns out that Leafer, who has been helping Kirito all this time, is actually Kirito's real-life sister, Sugaha, who is not really Kirito's sister, but in fact his cousin, which make, means it's then okay for Sugaha to want to fuck her cousin. 
which is the actual emotional yeah. crux of this arc. It's that Tsugaha wants to fuck her cousin um, and is upset that Kirito is in love with Asuna and is upset that um, Kirito won't fuck, won't fuck his cousin. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. We, fuck's sake. We, 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 we get to the point where Kirito, he, he's shown everyone how big his dick is because he's been so amazing. He's helped save... He's helped get the respect of a salamander race. He's helped save a Sylvan and Katniss alliance. And then that means everybody was not Kirito because Kirito is amazing. He's Jesus Christ. He died for our sins. So they've got to climb the world tree, which is supposed to be a level that was deliberately designed for no one to ever be able to complete it. But of course, this is Kirito. So he does complete the level and he smashes through the world tree. With the help of everyone whose dick he of everyone who's seen his dick because of how big his dick is. Um, during this point in the real world, we get some emotional points of how Sugaha is trying to come to terms with wanting to fuck her cousin and Kirito not wanting to fuck his cousin. And we learn... It, I, I'm kind of understanding this, but if it weren't for the whole plotline of I want to fuck my cousin, this is actually quite an emotional scene. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know when Sugaha is saying that... Because we learned that before Kirito went into Ingrid, Kirito was a bit of a dick to Sugaha, but yet Sugaha still wanted to... Fuck him. Um, yeah. Yeah. Which which makes me think, what the hell happened while he was stuck in bed and he couldn't move or do it? And Adam just took it to a dark place, so let's move on. I'm scared, man. No, I'm, let's, I'm, I don't know if to cut that or not. Anyway. Hey, we already seen what one bad guy is doing to his wife. Like, Valid point. Moving on. Uh, so, yeah, that's, that's the emotional beat of that. Eventually, Kirito takes on... The game's master in Helvam, which is the guy who wants to marry Asuna while she's asleep. <laughs> and, um, he, 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 he somehow defeats him because, um, remember, remember the main bad guy, Akihiko Kayaba? The main bad guy that we should all hate? Well, he turns out he's kind of like an anti-hero, even though he's responsible for the, for the deaths of thousands of people because he helped Kirito summon Excalibur in which Kirito gave Excalibur to the fairy king, evil man, and Kirito defeats him anyway by just lift, throwing him up in the air and letting him land on his sword. Pretty cool effect, actually. Pretty cool fact. But that's not the point. Kirito saves the day. We go to the real world. Um, guy in real world tries to knife Kirito, but Kirito, being the strong 15-year-old boy that he is, is able to overpower him. <laughs> <laughs> I'm silent because I'm, I'm just checked out. No, yeah, yeah. Uh, Kirito's able to overpower him and nearly slits his throat, but doesn't because reasons. And then because he tries to throw him in the air and like make him land on it. Yeah, and then we and then Kirito that's the final reunited and they all live happily ever after. Hoorah, hoorah! And we can't oh. get it. We can't. Yeah, and I assume Sugaha wants to stop fucking her cousin, so that 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 kind of makes things better. Uh, uh, what did you like? <laughs> <laughs> what did you like about the entirety of? What What were the good things? I do have some good things to talk about. What good things did you like about Sora and I? Come on, there's, there's some. None of it. No, there's some. I didn't there's like any there's of things it. there. There are things there to sink your teeth into. Mate, mate, I didn't. No, at all. I, not, I refuse to believe that. I'm not even being dick. I'm sorry. Yeah, I let me it. go through my things then, and then you can tell me. You go through your yeah. things, mate. So I mentioned, I've kind of mentioned this before, episode three. Did you not like the whole dynamic when it's exploring fear of death with no. Sachi? 
Why? No. I don't know, it's boring, isn't it? What do you mean? No, right, Adam, stop just being contrary. by episode three, we already know Kirito's amazing. No, we don't. No, no, to, no, to be fair, we don't at this point. Come on, give me give me, give me, me some actual analysis. If you don't <sighs> like it, tell me why you don't like it. Don't just say it's boring. So episode right, three, okay, what right, was wrong with right. the whole Sachi storyline? Because I thought this was quite a powerful, powerful episode, in my opinion. Yeah. Right, okay, I'll give you it. It was like... It was pretty sad. And he brought, he brought, he did bring it to real life. Okay, it's all fantasy, but damn, they are actually going to die. It, yeah, it emphasizes the and point there's that a point people where will they die. do do kind of forget because they, they, all, they all know it's a game, so they keep acting like it's a game. But then there's just those little hints of, ah, shit, but it is technically kind of real. And there is real consequences if we do fuck up. <laughs> so I get it. I, yeah, okay, I'll admit, that was, it was pretty interesting. I've wrote down here that I like the slice of life aspects, which we've already discussed, so we'll move on yeah. from there. Um, I've also wrote here that I liked episode 10, and episode 10 was the episode in which um, Kurabil, which was the guy who was in the um, Blood Off Guild, but was actually in Laughing Coffin, which is a murdering guild. And I liked when he killed that other guy and was about to kill Kirito until Asuna oh, came right, and saved yeah. the day. I liked that episode. Even though the guy kept fucking licking his lips, I liked how it did feel kind of dark the way he murdered the other guy because you can hear the other guy just begging for mercy. And it emphasised the horror, um, which it should have been throughout. The, it should have emphasised all the way throughout the series of how hor- the horrifying truth of being killed in the game and then being killed in real life. It should have emphasised that all the way throughout, but it emphasises it especially in this in episode 10, and I really like that. Yeah, yeah, because the only time we saw this kind of, uh, that guild was when he was on, when Kirito was on that bridge and just letting himself get stabbed, and he's like, yeah, you can't kill me, mate. Oh, you mean Laughing Coffin? Ten guys. No, that's that's a different guild, but I know what you mean. Oh. Laughing Coffin appears twice. It appears at the end of the murder mystery in which apparently ghosts are real. Yeah, and then it appeared. Was it a ghost? Turns out there was actually a ghost. Oh right, someone who died in the game actually came back as a ghost. I was still annoyed that Kirito and what's her face intervened like it was their place to do that. Yeah, well, I'm like, what the fuck are you getting people the people's business for? Fuck off. Right, so that's what I've got for what I like. Mm. Oh no, that's what I've got for good things. I do have some other things on what I like. Uh, mention Sachi, mention Kerbal, mention Yue. Uh, I do enjoy, I've briefly mentioned this and you mentioned this, on the bridge when everyone is attacking him and they try to slice him but they can't do enough damage to him. So his region yeah. just keeps going. I do like that. What do you think of the music? Yeah, it wasn't <laughs> too bad actually. The, uh, the, the soundtrack was actually alright. I think the soundtrack is one of its stronger points. Yeah, I, I didn't mind it. Um, I know, that's not, that's, stop being a dick. It was actually really, really decent. Yeah, stop being a dick. Come on, come on. I know. Stop being I've been a dick for the rest of it. I won't be on the music. Music was, like, pretty solid. Um, what do you think about the actual fight scenes and the animation for that? Yeah, they're all right. They were, like, pretty flashy and that. Again. I feel like the the uh, the studio enjoyed doing that more than everything else. In the, in the Iron Crowd arc, um, except for the um, when some of the bosses were CG, uh, most of the fight scenes were pretty good. It kind of went down a bit in the uh, Fairy Dance arc, 
Spencer and Kirito fought um, Eugene, who is that Salamander general. I noticed some of the animation. Den yeah, I think didn't seem as strong out of then. But I thought Kirito faced Heathcliff was cool, especially when Kirito's dual wielding with his two swords, even though they kind of use the exact same animation they used for a previous boss fight. But anyway, that doesn't matter. Um, yeah, time and that. But uh, what else? Just time constraints. But it was good. It was. Uh, I didn't mind the fight scenes as much. They were. They were just, it felt like the studio did enjoy doing that stuff. Again, the fight scenes are what made, along with the music, the fight scenes is what made this anime. Without the fight scenes being as flashing as good as they are, mm. it wouldn't have been nearly as good. Because um, the story's just not there. The story really isn't there. No. Just... Um, I did like, I mentioned this briefly, I did like um, Sugaha slash Leafa's angry confession. If it wasn't for the actual context of this being where cousins and I want to fuck you, that, yeah. ang- that angry confession was done really well. Because not only that, it actually shows Kirito being a dick. It shows that Kirito was a dick. So it does, feel, this is probably the only time we see a weakness in Kirito. We see a, a flaw of Kirito's. And it's from Kirito in the past, but I think just the sheer emotion of Sugiha just lashing out at Kirito because she thought that she was finally able to move on from him, but it turns out it was him all along. I thought it was really good. If you take yeah. if you take if you if you take it out of context and ignore the whole cousin fucking, it's really good. It felt like the uh, the writer just wanted to get every kind of stereotype in. It's like shit. For a series is almost done. Oh, stuff it. We'll just we'll throw that in. But, Last bit. We we got the whole. What are you doing, step bro? Spectrum. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and finally, I've got a uh, Recon, who is like Leafa's little friend, who then confesses to Leafa. Recon self-destructing. I thought that was badass. That was probably the coolest thing in the fairy dance arc. He got he went full Gandalf. <laughs> he, yeah. He's there chanting magic. He's like in his elven language. And he just suddenly boom and he just kills himself and takes a lot of people out. It's immediately undercut by the reinforcements arriving and continuing the fight. However, I thought Recon then, Despite it being sure there's some like kind of geeky piss ads all the way throughout, that moment was pretty cool and I really enjoyed that. Okay, let's talk about what we didn't like. I let oh, well, I've already been doing that. So no, let's yeah. talk about how you, what you didn't like. <laughs> uh, so I've got some um, questions. Yeah, go on. So how did this killer nerve gear get <clears throat> mass produced? Who was on quality control? Well, yeah. Uh, it must have paid off a lot of people. Yeah. The beta plot... I'd, the whole idea of I'm going to be, I'm a beta, but I'm also a cheater. That means you can't hate other beta players because they never cheated like I did. And how Kirito makes himself into a martyr because he dies for our sins. Didn't like that. <laughs> no, that's just, just so dumb. I, I remember seeing that on, you remember me you got those weird Facebook adverts that try and sell you a t-shirt with your same name on it or some dumb shit like that. No, I, I haven't seen it. Some, some, yeah, it was like, oh, years ago, it was like weird, computer-generated shit just to try and get you to buy some of the scam website. Ah, okay. There were a load of Sword Art Online ones with that, so he goes, ah, with t-shirt saying, I'm a beater. Ah, I'm like, oh, what the fuck? <laughs> I hope anyone who bought them got beat up. Um, dub Kirito. Um, was, Kirito was done in the English dub by Brass Papenbrook. His voice, I like his voice. However, his inflection with everything Kirito says makes him out even more as a smug asshole. And when you're a Gary Stu, that is literally the worst thing you can possibly do. 
Mm. English dub Kirito just sounds so smug and so arsehole. Sub Kirito far more better. Sub Kirito is superior. Uh, the fan service. Oh. How many underage girls do you have to see in bras and panties? Yeah. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> just randomly see silica in their underwear. Tell you what, I'm glad with the first time I downloaded this, it was off someone else's web- internet. Yeah, let, let the FBI, FBI and raid I'm glad their I've house. gotten a VPN now. <laughs> let the FBI raid their house. Yeah. Um, the storylines are hawky and cheesy, like the fucking murder mystery plot. I'm gonna save you, fucking dragon thing. I'm gonna build a sword. Nothing special. Um, yeah. Kirito making statements like the rules of SAO are fair. And then comes out with an RP tool dual wielding skill that no one else is allowed to have. Oh, fit. Right, okay. I just remembered that. Right, you know how he gets his new sword because he did that entire episode yeah, of the yeah, Prank yeah. to get this thing yeah. to get a new sword. And he never uses it until the dual wielding bit. Yeah. Right, so that plays. He has a thing, doesn't use it until it needs to be used. Until a situation is called for it. Yeah, he's like, when when will revealing this look the most cool? That's when he uses yeah. it because then, from then on, he just uses it all the time. Yeah, and he remembers it then, but doesn't remember the fucking revive someone from death thing. <laughs> they managed it with a bloody sword just to make Kurito look cool, but yeah. nah, can't, can't save his missus. Kind of that. Uh, the Ironcrad arc ending is cheap. We've discussed that. Um, the anime tries to tell you near the end that Kaiba isn't a bad guy. Kaiba, who should be the main evil protagonist who we all hate, we kind of we kind of like him near the end. And we shouldn't be doing. He's kind of sympathetic. He shouldn't be, though. No. Awful writing. He really shouldn't. I really wish that the um, the guy turned around when Kurosawa was talking to him and he went, oh, yeah, everyone's not dead. I was just pulling your chain. Now, if, I still just want to see what happened. Honestly, no, if that happened, though, especially if what yeah, happens afterwards, it would have made a lot more sense. It, w- like, it would yeah, have been no. okay. That it turns out that everyone was actually alive. I would have preferred that than when... Because they're kind of like in a limbo, where they're trying to be dark, yeah. and but they're trying to be light-hearted at the same time. And they can't decide whether they want to be dark or whether they want to be light-hearted. And they need to fucking decide. They need to decide whether to go full be- darkness or to go full light-hearted. So if he turned around and said, actually, everyone's alive, I would have preferred that, because then they would have made an actual fucking decision, a fucking direction of where this anime is going. Yeah, you know what? I thought of a better one. It should have been... Him telling Kurito went, oh yeah, everyone's alive. You just have to get to floor 100. And then you can Oh get my God, out. yes! That would have that been would have amazing. Been the, that would have been... Because then you would have had way more bad guys trying to like, and then and then you hold him to ransom. And then you can connect the whole because Asuna's um, been kidnapped. You can connect that storyline yeah. together. Yeah. Oh my God, Adam. Write a book. You are amazing. That's fantastic. <laughs> um, All the bad guys except Kaiba are just poorly written because they all just lick the lips. Yeah, they're just basic creeps. And it's exactly. Like, well, there's, okay, there's, there's there's no such thing as a nuanced villain. In so they're like terrible online. NPCs. They're, they're almost like NPCs in a video game. They're either basic bitch villains or the Akihiko Kaiba who's kind of like an anti-hero by the end of it. Yeah. So There should have been a cult of of for, for the creator that Kirito should have fought. There should have been like a weird religious cult thing. Yeah. That would have made it interesting. Like people trying to worship the guy who made the game so that they'll like so he'll let them leave. Adam, you're just coming out of all the where were you ten years ago when fucking the writer was writing these? You're coming you're coming oh, out fuck. of all the great ideas. Damn. 
This is the only this is the only time I've ever respected you, Adam. You're doing really well here. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> uh, I've also rather the only thing worth paying attention to in the Alfheim plot, in the Alfheim arc, is the Astor plot because everything else is stupid and pointless. Like I don't care that he's fighting other races. I don't care that his cousin wants to fuck him. Uh, it doesn't matter if you die. It doesn't. Ma- it's just all pointless. Also, the, the, the other aspect of the um, Alfheim arc, I don't know if I mentioned this, there's also a mind control subplot. Did you know that? No. Yeah. Wait, what? So the reason um, the main guy captured those people who got freed from SAO, the reason he yeah. captured a bunch of them is because he's had to experiment with mind control. That's so understated. Wait, what? Yeah, that's... An, yeah. It's, it's, it's very understated. Eh? It, needs to, it needs to be emphasised more. That should have been the main focus because the only time people know about that, in fact, the only person who actually knows about that up until the very end is Asana. And we don't actually spend that much time with Asana because she's trapped. I, I remember her getting attacked by tentacles, but that's yeah, about it. that's when she... <laughs> let's not mention the tentacles. No, let's not, but that, that's when I went, oh, no, you're all right, man. Yeah, because that's when she finds the that what they're doing there, the experiments with other people's brains and it's all, it's all experimentation for mind control. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I kind of remember something like that. Yeah. That's so understated, yet that should be like the main focus of the arc, not Kirito having fun playing games while his fucking virtual wife is being fucking kidnapped. It's like the guy, the creator almost has a good idea and then just fucking... It's that meme of that boardroom and that guy suggests a good idea and gets chucked through the window. Yeah, this is a good story point. It's, but how does that make Kirito look cool? Well, it doesn't. Oh, never mind then. <laughs> Fucking off, yeah. That's, holy shit. Uh, what else did I dislike? Edgy Kirito is cringe. There's still character. Yeah. There's still people in Sony Online role-playing, even though they, it, the, the lives are on the line. Uh, I guess, yeah... I guess it's more like, uh, what's that? Oh, fucking Stockholm Syndrome. Yeah, I suppose. Uh, but they never built on it, so uh, shit. Yeah. Don't like the time jumps. Mention that. Don't like the villains because all the villains do is lick their lips and practice in misogyny. The major mystery episode is poop, stupid plot. Um, everyone loves Kirito. Everyone wants to use Kirito. Don't know why, because he's fucking bland as hell. Um, everyone else is also an idiot except Kirito. Um, don't like the sudden confessions of love because they are sudden. There's not any real build-up to them. Um, don't like the uncomfortable implied sets between Asuna and Kirito. Um, don't like the Kendo scene where Kirito and Sugaha, um played uh, forcing Kendo and Kirito thought it was a good idea to... Um, to act like his character. To act like his character. Yeah. It's so fucking nerdy. Oh. Uh, don't don't they say that's why he's good at using a sword as well? Because he did kendo for years uh, as well. Yeah, even though he doesn't use any oh. kendo stances or anything. Um, oh. I've also wrote in all caps in rage. What law allows you to marry someone who is in a coma? Yeah. And then yeah. I've got, there's a lot of unnecessary disrobing, Asuna tentacle molestation and Sugo molesting Asuna. The end. That's what I dislike. Anything else you want to add on to that? Uh, no. I kind of agree with all of that. So I've also wrote down um, here what story themes there is. And I'm going to see if there's any actually worth talking about. So, yeah, this is one. 
the entire series is like it's a love letter to online gaming. By the same time, it's a warning of online gaming. Yeah. All right, then. Do you, do you have any thoughts about that statement? <clears throat> or, um, or do you want me to expand a bit more? See, I do, but I kind of don't want to... See, I kind of want to bring up stuff that's out now. You that mean, does similar stuff, but it's a bit unfair what, what to do, do mean? that, really. Like, besides Sword Online, or...? Uh, yeah, besides Sword Art Online, like, that does... Though those online games are fun, but can be a bit bad. Like the, uh, was it Confessions of an MMO Junkie? Yeah. Yeah, fuck it, bring it up, bring it up, because they do it better. Yeah. Yeah, because it does that, like, do, uh, people's personas are like, they're, like, they're playing a persona in the game, and they are very different from what they are outside. And that's the whole crux of that anime, where a guy confesses, and it turns out, oh, it's actually a guy. That's sweet. It's a sh- it- yeah, it's a bit It's, it's a shame oh, the director's an anti-Semite. Is it? I think it's the director. There's someone oh, associated shit. with that anime who's an anti-Semite. Let me just have a look. Yeah, do that, because I don't want to talk don't, about it. I, I don't know if it's the director or the author. <laughs> I think it's the director. Ah, oh, right. But yeah, no, but then it has another character who is completely addicted, and like, they won't leave the house because everything's better on online for them because they can build the perfect uh, world, really. And I think they, they hit those themes really well. Even though it's a bit fan service but you mm. know. Uh, what else does it... Oh, oh crap, there's another one. Oh, I can't remember it. It's uh, My Life is a Neat. Is it that? It's like a slice of life thing where a woman, like, she gets, like, she, she finally ends her job. Like, she quits her office job. Water yeah, Koei, yeah, it's hard finding it. love as an otaku. That's Great it, thank you. Yeah, yeah. That's pretty, that's pretty decent. And that, that hits the themes like, pretty well. But so, the, obviously the danger they talk about in the story online, it's kind of like they use death as a, a metaphorical standing of people getting too involved in gaming. So like you see people role-playing as murder guilds and that's basically the danger. It, yeah. It's like they're um, saying that gaming can warp personalities, but at the same time they, use, they say that gaming made Kirito the person he is today, and and Kirito, um, in the Alpha Mark, he actually attributes a lot of his personality, a lot of his good features, because of his time he spent in um, SAO. So it, it it's it's looking at the darkness and the light and the darkness of online gaming. However, in a more extreme um, fashion compared to those examples you gave. Aye. Uh-huh. I I I guess, but what do you mean? What do you mean? Aye. You guess? I just agreed with you. What? How can? How can you say you guess when I've literally just agreed with you? Oh, right. So <laughs> yeah, apologize. Sorry, I'll fucking. Oh. Um. Anyway, other themes they kind of mention Kirito's a death phobia, and that's why it won't open up. Well, who doesn't have a bloody death yeah. phobia? Nobody oh, yeah. wants to bloody die. That's, that's not a special thing. He, he, he's got a martyr complex where he, he says all the time he'd rather other people be um, safe and let himself be hurt. They also like to portray every single antagonist, every single antagonist, besides licking their lips. Um, they also have a theme of their whole stick is to try to control others, which Kirito likes to stand up for. So I think this is supposed to emphasise Kirito as Jesus Christ fighting for our freedom. I hate him more and more the more we talk yeah. about him. Yeah, it's not a good 
I'd want to be a bad guy if I ever met him. <laughs> no, you don't. He'd kick your ass then, because <laughs> immediately plot armor. Yeah, that's true. Shit. Right, I couldn't even punch. Oh, he's not a well... I hate him even he's, more now. He's not a well-written character. Anyway, let's stop ragging on the anime now. I think we've ragged on them a bit too much. Yeah. Um... Let's talk about characters very briefly because we're going way over time and I can feel both our enthusiasms dwindling quite significantly. Um, fuck it, we're not, we're not going to talk about every single character because a lot of them just are, bar- are there for at least one episode and barely there. So Yeah, they're just all archetypes. Like. Is there a character, and please actually give this some thought before you dismiss it, right, is okay, this okay. a character you like? Is there a character you actually like and why? Aye, he's a he's a um, samurai man. Klein at the beginning. Klein, yeah. Why'd you like I Klein? He's all right. I, you know what? He actually just seems like an all right character. Like he seems like a normal guy enjoying the game. I think if hanging Cl- out with his mates, having adventures. I think if Klein was the main hero, this would have been a little enjoy better it. anime. Yeah. yeah. And uh, the blacksmith guy, the big is he a blacksmith? The the. Uh, he's no, he uh, well, he's a shopkeeper, he's a shopkeeper, he sells that. weapons. Eagle, Eagle, ah, right, yeah, I didn't mind him. He's just a dude getting on with shit, like, yeah. ah, crap, I'm stuck in a game. I'll like, open a shop. I like him as well. I also, I, I, in episode two, there's a scene where do you remember that guy who's basically trying to bring up a crusade against fucking beta players? Yeah, vaguely. And he's trying, he's trying, and this is why Kirito has to, um, create this whole classification of beta so that beta players won't get bullied. I'll, there's there's this character who's like spreading misinformation about beta testers leading people to their deaths. And it, when I was watching it, it reminded me a lot of, I don't know if it's because I've listened to a lot of history podcasts as well. It reminded me a lot of how um, misinformation was spread in regards to Jews in um, Nazi Germany. Yeah, so, yeah. But, I, okay. but then it's Egel's the one who stands up for them. Which I thought was interesting, especially as a black man, he's the one who's standing up for going like, No, you're not scapegoating these people. This is the actual yeah. information. I don't know if that was intentional or if I'm just looking into it, but I I, I kinda like that. Uh I think you are looking into it, but it doesn't hurt to like find the comparison with it. Yeah, really. yeah that's fair. Uh I won't bother asking you who you hate. Yeah, I don't. Who do you hear, though? So, let, let me talk about who I like first, because I have separated characters to who I like and who I dislike. Okay. I, I like Sachi. I think she's sweet. Um, I like Silica. I thought it was kind of funny. I actually laughed when she gets fussed around Kirito. I like Yui. I think she's adorable. I like Asuna. Asuna's probably my favourite character in SAO, despite her being kind of yandere. Uh, I like Egil. I like Klein. And characters I dislike is obviously Kirito. Yeah. The entirety of Laughing Coffin. Mm. Lisbeth's sudden Lisbeth and her sudden love for Kirito in one episode. Yes. Kurabil, who's that villain from Laughing Coffin who betrays the guild and licks his lips. Um Sugo, who is the guy who wants to marry Asuna while she's in a coma and also licks his lips. And Recon, who is Sugo's simp. Yeah. Yeah. Can you really hate not like? Oh no, never mind. I'm gonna say, can you really not like bad guy characters because you're not meant to like them? But you can still like a bad guy character if they're written no, well. I, yeah, you, but the, my point, yeah. my point is, none of these villains are written well. They weren't written well, yeah. So you can hate. Yeah, okay, right. No, like I said, the only like they make they make 
they made Keiko Akihiko likable, and he's the one who they shouldn't make likable. And for that, I dislike him. And I just think it's a poor decision to make. Whilst the other characters I've already mentioned, they all lick the fucking lips. It's all the generic, I'm evil, I'm misogynist, I like to molest women. That's their character drops. That's every single villain's character drops in this. Yeah, they're just bad. They're not even, like, clever bad. Uh, right. What score are we giving this anime, Adam? Oh, fuck two. I've brought down four. Um, I think it deserves some... Score three. Well, let me let me make an argument for four first. Okay, I'll go on. So, story-wise, yes, story's pathetic. However, we've got to look... We can't just be completely negative about it because we've already said it's got great music. Animation's pretty great. Art style's great. Overall, if you take if if you're looking at everything except for story, it's actually a pretty polished anime. There's some weaknesses like with CG and um, some weaknesses in the motion of animations later on, but it's nothing too significant. Um, also, the premise itself is very strong. It is a strong premise. It's a strong concept, and for me personally, there are moments in Sword Online too. Like like I said, I really like this slice of life aspects in Sword Online, and even though we like to make a meme of it and make a joke about Jesus Christ who died for our sins, there are some cool moments when Kirito is being the edgy Gary Stu. Again, I'm talking about the um, fight on the bridge where everyone's slashing at him. Or when he actually throws um, Auburn, the fairy king, up into the sky and then just raises his sword and lets him fall on top of her. There's some cool stuff there, even if um, the story isn't there. And for that, I feel like it's done everything else right bar the story, which is why it's so low down, but it shouldn't be penalised any further. Did I make a decent enough argument there? I guess. Yeah, yeah, you did. But I'll, I'll go to a three. Like I agree with all your points. But he just likes that key thing of making you want to rewatch it. Mm. And making you like carry on watching it. He's like, well, if, if this is the guy, he's just amazing. Oh, he's in a new game. He's just as amazing. It's like, well, now he's going to be in another game. Oh, he's just going to be amazing. It's like, well, what the fucking... What? I don't want to watch any of it because I'm just going to see him be amazing then get all moody and then be amazing again. Why would I... I can't even rewatch the beginning of the thing. How can I be bothered to watch the new stuff you make of it? No, oh, yeah, okay, fine, you're right. We'll go with free because um, you are right. I hated every second rewatching it despite all those things I said. Yeah. So I think purely from enjoyment factor, you're right, it's a free. So right. we'll give it a free. We'll, we'll, I'll, I'll, we'll, we'll go with free. Yeah, okay. Right, and that's the end of this review. Um, but yeah. just, just two things before we go, Adam. First off, mm-hmm. what, what anime are we watching next? Well... To get this horrible taste out of my mouth for watching this show, I thought I'd bring you some joy, some cheer, and uh, think we should think we should watch uh, Konosuba. Konosuba, amazing! I love Konosuba. That's going to be great. Yep. So we'll be watching Konosuba next time on the podcast. But one last thing, very last thing. It's time for a big question, Adam. The question I like to ask before we go home. So we've already mentioned that Kirito is a stupidly OP character. And anime does have a lot of stupidly OP characters. Yes, they do. 
Who is your favourite stupidly OP character and why? Uh, <laughs> Overlord, Aizum uh, Gorn. Aizum Gorn, why? The guy is just... He's... he's uh, <laughs> dude's loving every minute of it. Like, like, well, he's overpowered. One, because he worked at it. And two, he's using that power to like make sure all all these things that like weren't real, who are like alive and breathing now, he's taking responsibility for them, and he, everything he's doing now is to make sure they're okay, and nope, and also to hold, to like look after everything his friends have made, and they're no longer there with him, so he's like feels responsible. So using every bit of his his his, his overpower, well, he's earned his earned power. To um, make sure that make sure if like he basically his new family safe. Plus he's just fucking clever with all the uh, the backstabbing and he does well when he's a uh, momonga like how he's setting up all that. Like he's still overpowered, but he's a uh, stuff. I don't know, man. I've, the dude looks cool as well. Like, he's just, <laughs> Big bomb. He looks man. menacing. Like he's like, what's a powerful character possible? Like it's like, well, giant skeleton. That 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 works out. My, my favorite thing about Ainz Algoon is the fact that he made someone throw up just because they could see his magical energy. Yeah, uh, that shit's pretty funny as well. Yeah. <laughs> or yeah. no, he made that entire battalion clap for him when he summoned those giant monsters. It's like clap for me, and they're like, yeah, <laughs> and they're all just going insane. Oh man, oh man. I'm going to rewatch Overlord now. <laughs> um, my favourite character is Maple from Bafuri. I don't want to get hurt, so I'm mad out my defence. Have you ever watched anime? Oh, yeah. I watched uh, like five episodes of it. I laughed. It was pretty funny. I fucking love Maple. She's She is basically what Kirito should have been, how she's a stupidly OP character, but for complete comedic effect. It's, yeah, she just didn't want to get hurt, so she's like, oh, high defence. I don't want to die. <laughs> By the end of it, she can transform into this big mecha lizard that can just destroy everything, <laughs> and she just keeps getting these stupidly obscene, broken powers, and it's just so funny and hilarious. I love her. <laughs> She's fantastic. Gotta, oh. gotta, gotta love Maple. I think we're going to be reviewing Perfury at some point. Mm. I'll, I'll, I might think about that for being on next one. I'll, I'll have a think on that. All right. um, the Fuck You rule is coming very soon as well. We're getting the Fuck You ruling soon. I think after we yeah. watch Konosuba... It'll be time for the fuck you rule, won't it? Yep. Are you excited for the fuck you rule? Are you excited to turn around and tell me fuck you? Yeah, I'm going to run it out really quickly. <laughs> you're going to you're going to use it as soon as you get it, and then you're going to be stuck, and I'm going to deliberately fucking yeah. fuck with you after that. Yeah, it is. It's either I'm going to use it too early, and then, and then I'm going to over the next episode. Yeah, you know, as soon as you use it, I am going to fuck with you. I am That's deliberately I've, going I've, to fuck with you. I've, I've, we're making it. I made tension now. To be like, <laughs> I can't get rid of this one because he'll choose a worse one next time. So I'll have to wait to see what he chooses. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you very much for listening to the Anime Amateur Podcast. I've been Dan. I've been Adam. And you can follow me at um, amateur underscore anime or Dan the Amateur. And you can follow Adam at Adam the Casual. Um, give us some tweets and give us some anime suggestions. We might we might decide to review them instead in future episodes. What do you think, Adam? Yep. Yeah, we can blame them for terrible tests instead and of each other. And we can blame you guys. Um, you can also watch me on YouTube, or you can watch my videos anyway on YouTube at um, Anime Amateur. And you can also follow us on myanimelist.net in which you can see every anime we've reviewed and what score we've given it. 
So that's at myanimelist.net That's at myanimelist.net forward slash profile forward slash anime amateur pod as in just P-O-D. Two P's in a pod. Oh, is that us? Or are we two P's in a pod now? I'm uh, sure. Thank you very Yay. much for <laughs> thank you very much for listening. We'll catch you next time. Bye bye. Bye.